welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. We're back again, this week to find out if tripping in that puddle of toxic waste gives us superpowers. What? (laughs) I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. I'm John. I'm Tony. Each of us has picked a... <laughs> of course, See, messed everybody's messed up because they're just <laughs> tripping over a puddle thing. How about getting bit by Ta- a radioactive spider? No, toxic waste. We could turn it into the Toxic Avenger. This movie is like toxic waste. Does it give us superpowers or do we just die? In this movie, we got struck by lightning to get superpowers. No, that was the other one. It's the same fucking movie. It's not the same fucking movie. It's a continuation, <laughs> hence part two. You interrupted Tony. I'm so sure each of us has picked a specific <laughs> movie genre. I have horror thriller. I have science fiction fantasy. I have drama and romance. Oh, I have action adventure. <laughs> so we take turns selecting from our movie genres movies that, in our opinion, have not received the respect they deserve. You won't see any of these movies on anyone's top ten list, but maybe by listening to our podcast, you can be convinced to give these films a second chance. This week is Elaine's pick, Short, Short Circuit 2. Circuit 2. Because Short Circuit 1... It's not as good. <laughs> Short Circuit 1 is a bad, bad movie. Actually, that did a whole lot better. Had better well, reviews, made more money, had Steve Gutenberg. And see, here's the thing. You do not have to have seen Short Circuit to appreciate the beauty that is Short Circuit 2. But I think people saw Short Circuit and said, wow, that was not a good movie. And they heard there was a sequel and said, wow, that'll be even worse and didn't bother to watch it. That's why it didn't get do so good. Well, why don't you give us a quick synopsis of Short Circuit 1 since it's a sequel. Okay. I will. What happens in Short Circuit 1 is Steve Gutenberg, who plays Newton, uh, Newton is a scientist working for... He's a engineer. A scientist working for yes, this company called Nova. Mm-hmm. And he creates these five experimental war robots. Okay? There's a demonstration outside. What are they called? I don't fucking remember. I'm assuming numbers 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5. <laughs> There's the ac- they call them saints is an acronym for something. It doesn't oh, matter. Okay. That's okay. not the point. Can I get through the synopsis of the movie we're not covering? Yeah, go ahead. There's a demonstration for some senators outside. It starts to rain. They go into the lab. As they're bringing the robots in, one of them gets struck by lightning and malfunctions. The number five. Mm-hmm. He malfunctions and he escapes the facility, which should have been way harder than it was. <laughs> and he ends up in a small town in Oregon with this woman, um, Stephanie. Stephanie, played by Ali Sheeny. Okay. And then it's basically... He's still a basket case, by the way. Basically, <laughs> it's just the rest of the movie is hijinks of the company trying to recapture their robot. And they're extremely concerned that it's going to kill them all because it's a weapon. It has this terrible laser mm-hmm. on it. And they're afraid it has that a it's... super cool laser. Thank you. They're afraid it's going to kill them, and it's going to kill a bunch of people, and they're going to have this huge incident. And meanwhile, the Stephanie character, first she thinks it's an alien, and then she's just kind of treating it like it's her pet, and they're like buddies. And he develops artificial intelligence, Mm -hmm. and he is alive, and he is a sweet, gentle soul in this robot body. And in the end of the movie... Nova recaptures him, but then Stephanie and um, Newton, Steve Gutenberg's character, help him escape, and then they move to Montana. Mm-hmm. All right? 
Now, a small side character in that movie is Fisher Stevens, who plays the scientist sidekick Ben Javiri, an Indian. Actually, his name is different in the first movie. Yeah, it is actually. I saw that. Not and they never in the first movie they never mention that he's Indian, but they do in this sequel. Mm -hmm. Oh damn, Pittsburgh! Yes. It never. He's obviously playing an Indian man, but it never comes up in the original movie, which was interesting. But so anyway, so that was Short Circuit 1. It's not funny. It's boring. Yes, it takes it way too long. I'm sorry. Um, it's just not... Favorite line in that movie? Hey, Laser Lips, your mother was a snowblower. It's just not a very good movie. I didn't enjoy the character of Stephanie. Steve Gutenberg was not funny enough to be really enjoyable. It's just not very great. But when I Tony, was a kid, it, right? I like Short Circuit one. Thank you. <laughs> when I was a kid, Short Circuit two was one of those movies that was on TV all the time. So while I've only seen Short Circuit maybe five times, I've seen Short Circuit two like eighty times. It Ooh. makes me and it makes me wonder because I'm the same way. It makes me wonder how many of these movies are are we love these movies and they're familiar to us because we saw them on HBO so many times or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they just were on yeah. every day. You well, know. the sequel, rose-colored glasses. They don't make any yeah. money. They don't make any money, so the rights must be super cheap, cheap to yeah. put them on TV. So, like, you know, your Saturday afternoon block of movies, this mm -hmm. was one, This was regular. It's like how Independence Day is on all the fucking time. Yeah. And Red Sonja? Red Sonja's not on all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Carly, have you, have you seen this? Sword Circuit? No. The first one? No. Okay, because we'll get to it. You haven't seen this. I know you haven't seen the second Okay. <laughs> so, well, why don't we get to that now, and then I'll read my reviews and do the rest of my spiel, and we'll go to Oh, okay. Go ahead, Carly. So, Carly, have you ever seen <laughs> this movie All right. Before? So, when Elaine said she picked this movie, I immediately sent her a message that said, do I need to have seen the first one in order to watch the second one? Because I have not. I had heard of the first one, but I didn't know there was a sequel. That's it. That's all I got. So, so going in, you thought... I hope I don't have to watch the first yeah. one. <laughs> well, Elaine replied quickly with, no. <laughs> well, I had seen the first one, um, I don't know how many times, you said five. I think my number five. is uh, Plethora. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I've seen the second one also a shit ton. Me and my cousin Jason, sub-cousin Jay, shout out to you. Does he listen? Happy birthday. I don't know if he listens, but his birthday is... Soon? No, it was a couple days ago. But So happy birthday, cousin Jason. So I'll... I'll tag him and say hey gave you a shout out and we talked about it a little bit and now it's awkward <laughs> so um, I had seen this so much I knew exactly what to expect I was hoping I haven't seen it in a while I was wondering if it would stand up so that's really what I was thinking going in is I haven't seen this in a while I hope this movie can stand up okay Tony um, I saw the first one I think when it came out maybe in a theater yikes but um, 85 86 86 but um this one was 88 I existed then yeah, so the first one. but uh I loved the first movie when I was little, and I had seen this one a few times, um, but I didn't really remember it as much, uh, so I didn't really know what to expect going in. I just remember that I liked them both a lot when I was little. So, Again, you're hoping it stands up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I so, used to like it. <laughs> so on IMDb, Short Circuit 2 got a 5.6 out of 10. On Rotten Tomatoes, the it has an audience score of 54% and a tomato meter score of 38%. Which is one of the lowest we have seen for a movie. <laughs> no, did we have one that was like 16 or something? Yeah, one of yours. Yeah, it was mine. <laughs> I don't want to mention that, but I'm just saying. It was, I don't remember which one it was. Was it Suicide Squad? No, definitely no. Suicide Squad. Was it, uh, was it, it Marble was... Man? No. Could have been. Oh, uh, maybe. No, I don't uh, think that was Hey, it. let's talk about that for a while. <laughs> You're distracting me. All right, so I have two reviews. We'll start with the good review. This was from Robert I., 
And he says, hell yeah, all caps, three exclamation points. Three. This movie is amazing. Amazing. Way wow. better than the first because the main human character is the funny Indian man from the first film. He's awesome. Who's not really Indian. Yeah, I know. But Johnny Five totally kicked ass to <laughs> I Need a Hero in the finale of the film. Hence, five stars. Wow. Did you say it like that or did you make it sound like well, that? Well, it's all caps and oh, has some more exclamation points. Yeah. He did she say it. She might have undersold like it. It was. <laughs> and my bad review is uh, two out of ten mm. by Joseph P. Eulibus. Hi, Eulibus. And he says, Short Circuit 2 is a bad movie. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Why was this movie made in the first place? I didn't realize that Short Circuit was such a huge success. <laughs> I mean, it was an okay film, but there was no need for a sequel, especially one that smells like a bad of like a bag of old bait. Dude, this movie reads. I like how she's having a hard time and she hasn't read this before. <laughs> no, I did, but I just realized that he, there was a typo in this. So I had to figure it's out what movie, what word he was trying to say. So we wonder why he gave it a two. Not worth your time unless you really like Johnny Five. Bad stuff, best to avoid. Who doesn't like Johnny Five? Apparently, Robert or Joseph. Joseph. Robert liked it. You Johnny Five you is alive. Okay, like so. Okay, so this movie was no disassemble. Directed by Kenneth Johnson. What else has he done? Uh, the 1997 Shack vehicle, Steel. Yikes. Jesus. Also, he was he did a lot of TV. So he okay. was the creator okay. of V, the original, and he okay. did the remake. Right. The Bionic Woman, mm. and the 1970s Lou Ferrigno joint, The Incredible Hulk. I didn't know wow. any of that, except for maybe the I Hulk a little bit. I was terrified of The Incredible Hulk as a kid. My sister used to watch it on TV, and I would run screaming Hi, Audra. when he turned into The Incredible Hulk. It was dramatic. <laughs> Shout out to Audra for terrorizing. He also uh, seemed to be sister. involved in everything Alien Nation. I liked Alien Nation, the movie and the TV show. I didn't like it. Now, the writer, there's Bren Maddock and S.S. Wilson. They're a duo. They are responsible for all things Tremors, which as someone... What is it with you and fucking Tremors? <laughs> I, this was a cool, I didn't Everything know. Everything you do. I didn't know about the... About their just do tremors, okay? Just do tremors. <laughs> I will. I'm eventually. tired of this shit. It's just do diver. all of the tremors movies, all 68 of them. There's only five. Four. I was gonna say five. I think there's five. I think there's four and one TV show. Wow. No, what? I think there's five. I'm <laughs> yeah, but they weren't underappreciated because Kevin Bacon's awesome. He's he also wasn't, and Tremors he was only is in the first movie one. that's on TV a lot, or it was the first one. That's yeah. how I've seen it. Because it was just one of those on TV. Yeah, well, it's great. Um, he, they were responsible for the original yeah. Short Here, Circuit movie. They were responsible for Heart and Souls. Never heard of it. That's with Robert Downey Jr. and Ghosts. Okay. Um, the Wild Wild West. Oh God. <laughs> Ghost Dad. Whoa. And Batteries Not Included. Another great great like movie that. that's I on my list. Liked it. I like that too. <laughs> Force Whitaker. No, that's not Force Whitaker. Force Whitaker's in it. Yeah. Maybe? And Jessica Tandy. And oh, okay, yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. He's not like a main guy. He's not. No, I was thinking of the other guy who goes better. He's not included. That's not Forrest Whitaker. No, no, no. I forgot his name though. That guy's been in a bunch of stuff. But yeah, that's a great, good, great movie. That's also on my possibles list. Although it didn't do as bad as I usually prefer my movies to do. <laughs> to talk about. Yeah, that was a big deal when we were little. I love Batters Not Included. All right, so this stars Fisher Stevens, playing Ben J- Javeri, Michael, Javari. Michael McKean. As uh, Fred Ritter, who we all know as Mr. Green from Clue. Or Squiggy. Or Lenny. 
Yeah, or Lenny. From Laverne Shirley. And he was also um, the radio... Frank McRae was the He worked for the radio company in Airheads. Yeah. And, uh... God, what was that mockumentary with the... Uh, spinal tap. Spinal tap. That's it. This is spinal. That's a good movie. Right. Dad, we should do the, that. Maybe. Mm. Okay. And then Cynthia Gibb, who plays Sandy Banatoni, and she was in Death Warrant with Jean Claude Van Damme. I know. She's great. <laughs> and she was on every episode of the Fame TV show. Mm-hmm. I don't recall this. Then okay, and the voice of Johnny Five is Tim Blaney, who did a bunch of voice acting work and puppeteering, uh, most notably Frank the Pug. From Mission and uh, Men in Black, Mission Impossible. Sorry, I just wrote Matt and my beef. Really? Okay. And then the bad guy of the film, Jack Weston, it plays um, the character of Oscar, and he was uh, Mr. Kellerman from. He's been uh, a lot of stuff. And Dandy. this was his last movie. He retired after this, so he went out after Short Circuit too. He's like, "Fuck it, I'm done." <laughs> could have been a. There's a lot worse movies. Because he he didn't die in the nineties, I think. I don't know. Oh, he was an older I know he's gentleman, been a lot though. Of stuff. He was an older gentleman. He had a lot of he stuff had been he wanted to relax. All right. But, yeah, of all the things that he's in, she goes, Dirty Dancing. Well, that's, he was in a shit ton well, of stuff. He he's a very famous actor who did a lot of really great movies throughout the 50s, 60s, and 70s. And he had a lovely singing voice. Yes. Kellerman's We Come Together. I'm done. All right. So this movie, Short Circuit 2, which most people never even bothered to see. It's great. It starts. I watch it with my cousins all the time. What's up, Iggy? What's up, Nicole? They don't listen to this. I'm going to tag them in this. Hello, if you listen to this. You should listen to our other episodes. They're great. Only the ones that I'm in. This movie starts with a scene of a plane landing and all... And I it's been a while since I've seen it, so I wasn't sure what was happening here. And I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> Why are there all these cops? Why are all these guards? She's like, am I watching the right movie? <laughs> is there a drug dealer getting arrested? What is happening? But instead, it's just an old man who gets into a car. This happens when you get your movies from the bootleg guy. Yep. And that's it. And we don't have any idea what just happened. And then we flash Hello. to Ben, Benjamin. Why are you talking so slow? I don't know. <laughs> then we flash to, use your, come on, pace him. I'm really terrible when I'm in the driver's seat. I know. <laughs> <laughs> They're always the longest episodes, too, because you talk All right, so really ben is, slow. <laughs> ben is on the sidewalk. He's got a folding table set up next to a gentleman selling fake Rolexes. And uh, he's selling tiny little toys, mini Johnny number fives. Now, we all know that these are Johnny number fives, but Carly didn't because she'd never seen this before. So he's selling little robots. Oh, this is good. Hold on a second. So, Carly, when you first saw these little robots, what did you think? that you saw these? Why does he have them all on? They're just rolling all over the place. <laughs> what did you think of the design of the robot? Do you think it was cool looking? Them all. I thought it was all right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was mm-hmm. it was pretty 80s. So as would, someone you, <laughs> I, I, would you have paid 19.95 for one of those little robots in the 80s? No. <laughs> That's a lot of money in the 80s. It was 88. It was, it was the I 80s. was 4, so I wasn't buying anything. <laughs> but <laughs> Well, I was just curious because she. This is the first time she had seen the robot was the yeah. toy. Like we all knew it was mm-hmm. Johnny Five. Yeah. Well, how do we know it was Johnny Five? It could have been number two. I thought they yeah. could have been a little like like the, they probably would have dressed them up before they sold them. Like they could have been a little sleeker or colorful or something. And the it distressed me though that they were all on and just rolling all. I will over say. The place. I will say one thing about Johnny Number Five's design is it's just Johnny Five, not Number Five. Just Johnny, Johnny Five, five yeah. is it's realistic. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like most movies, the robots will be all crazy cyborg, crazy like shit. Like Terminator. Looking. But Johnny 
five is I mean that's probably we could probably make that. You know, obviously right. not AI, but the way that it's built, it looks like a normal robot that we would have. Right, because it doesn't walk. It has yeah. like the, the I don't know what you call it. The tank like treads. Tank treads and stuff, yeah. If you want this thing to move, it's going to use that. Because yeah. to have it walk will be clunky and yeah. not really smooth. Mm -hmm. It's not like most robots in most sci-fi movies where it's this crazy thing that will probably won't exist for like 100 years, you know. So I'll give it that. Exactly, yeah. All right. Elaine's writing notes. Why not? On her notes. <laughs> so then we get the credits. <laughs> As we see one of the little robots wander away from the table and see, he goes this one was number five. <laughs> into yeah. And he goes into a mall and he wanders all over this mall and people are looking at him and staring at him and he's just going all over the place and he ends up in in some sort of office part of this building where this young woman, Sandy, is getting chewed out by her boss. Who works at what is it, Sul Sullivan's? Forget. Some kind of something. Toy it's a Christian it's a toy company. It's a toy company, and she's it getting was a Macy's ripoff. She's yeah. getting chewed out by her boss about how she doesn't have any good ideas, and it's not a novelty store; it's a toy store. And that she that's was different. shucking a stupid uh, mm -hmm. baseball hat that has clapping hands. Get the fuck out of here! People would buy that. I would no. At Spencer Gibbs. Yeah, I was gonna say it's Spencer. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying people would buy that. It's not a bad idea. It's just not for a toy store. Mm -hmm. And she nah. finds. The little mini Johnny Five. After walks by her office like six times. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Because it kind of yeah. does a Roomba thing where it just goes to the end, turns around, and comes back. See now, if this little robot cleaned your floor back in the '88, that would have been the bees Huge. Huge. sold. Huge. <laughs> All right. So she goes and she would have been like tickle me Elmo in '96. <laughs> she finds Ben's table, and uh, Ben is talking to uh, Fred, the gentleman. Well, his name was Durf. Not yet, it's not. Oh, we'll get to that. To Fred, the gentleman who's at the table next to him selling Rolexes, they started a conversation. Fred see sees that uh, Benjamin is a little um, naive and tries to sell him all his inventory. Half. He says, I'm going to give you half. So they're <laughs> having a conversation when Sandy comes up and she says, did you make this toy? And Benjamin said, yes, I did. And she said, I work for a toy company. I want to buy your toy. How many... I how can you get me more of these? And then we come to find out that Ben does not is not set up for manufacturing she, she large amounts of 1, toys. One thousand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she, he says, Christmas "Okay, let me look. Up. I can have them by October fifteenth, nineteen ninety three. They don't tell you which year this takes place in, though. So. Well, we know it was eighty eight because when no, it came, came out, it was eighty eight. Came out in eighty eight, but they never say which year it is. So for all we know, that could have been nineteen fifty two. That's mm -hmm. a joke. No, we're pretty That's sure. That's, That's not a, a good joke. joke. <laughs> Oh. So she's she's disappointed and starts to walk away, but she had been willing to pay fifty dollars per toy, so that's fifty grand for because she wanted a thousand. And what do you think they're going to charge for and, these things? If they're paying, if they're paying fifty, they're going to charge at least a hundred bucks yeah, for these things. Say. But upper seventies at least. So Fred sees that this is an opportunity, and he doesn't let her walk away, and he mm. all of a sudden says that. They can they can do it. He convinces her that they can do it, and then he convinces Ben that they can do it. And all of a sudden, they're in business together, and Ben doesn't really seem well, the, to know. They are set up for failure because the name of the company, the toy company, is what? Anybody? I don't remember. Titanic Toys. Oh. <laughs> all right. So. Bad name. They immediately yeah. have a problem though because. They don't have the money to buy the supplies they need yeah. to make the toys. Well, so <laughs> Durf has this. So Fred convinces Ben that he's that he will get the startup capital, 
And Benjamin says that he will ask Newton and Stephanie for help, which Carly didn't know who they were, but yep. we did because they're the people from the first That's movie. Steve Gutenberg. Do you know who Steve Gutenberg is? And Ali Sheedy. Mm-hmm. He was in Three Men and a Baby. Mm-hmm. He was uh, Mahoney. And you know who Ali Sheedy is too, right? Yep. She was the basket case in... In Breakfast Club. Nice. Okay, so... Carly saw a movie! I then movie. we flash I back... We flash Everybody back saw that to movie. the armed convoy. And 16 Candles, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We flash Chuck back... Hughes. I'm sorry. <laughs> Me and Carly are talking about John Hughes. We'll get back to you in a moment. I thought you were done, and I keep trying to start. Mm-hmm. So there are Bueller's Day Off. How much did you love that shit? <laughs> Pulls up to the bank. And this gentleman gets out, and he's got a briefcase handcuffed to his hand, and they all go inside, and they go into the vault, and they open a safety deposit box, and he opens his case, and we get the Vonderbeer Collection, collection diamonds. of diamonds or gemstones or whatever yeah. they are. Precious Mostly stones. diamonds, I guess. $37 million. Yes. It's going to be apparently displayed in a museum in a couple days. and Well, they don't say when. Uh, it's it's going to be a while. But I like how everybody comes out with a shotgun like and big heads. Yeah. The next couple weeks. Because the, the burglars say that they need at least another five, five days. days or so. So it's got to be like two weeks No, they can't take more than five days off yeah. or they'll never make it in time. Yeah. So, so it's going to be a while. It's, it's which within is really the bad next planning, month, by the way. Yeah, it's also bad planning to steal recognizable diamonds. Because who are you going to sell them to? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Didn't he say the Venice... What country were they flying to at the Brazil. end? Brazil. Brazil. Yeah. So they were going to sell them to Brazil. Good luck. No, that's where they're hiding. I, who knows? Um, but anyway, let's just say that what the hell's wrong with these guys that they didn't put them in the vault a couple days before the, the show because yeah. they, the crooks say, we're going to get to that and I'm jumping you shit, but I'm sorry about that. But <laughs> talk about it now, if we take more than five days off, we're never going to make it. It's like, well, who the hell brings the stuff that, that soon? Yeah. It's just a bad idea. Okay. It does seem like they could arrive the day before or something. Which is what you would on. do. <laughs> Bring them straight to, to the, the museum. museum. Yeah. If they're that cool, you, you know, they're going to be in other museums. Laying in the middle of the night. Yeah. <laughs> so nobody sees your armed convoy wandering the streets of New York? And, um, well, here's I'm glad you brought that up. What Question city, mark? What city are they in? I have no idea. They make it look like it's New York, but they never really say. I know. And if you look at the book, I only got this because of IMDb's uh, trivia notes. Mm-hmm. I didn't read those. Um, Usually I do. I'm surprised. The, the book that Oscar <laughs> gives Johnny Five is St. Louis. So they're in St. Louis. No, they're actually in Toronto, which is where they shoot these things when oh, they want Lord. you to think it's New York. <laughs> this is a tax break. Well, I knew that. No, when they want you to think it's New York, they would shoot in Toronto. When they so want you to think it's California, they um, shoot in Vancouver. Right. But so it's supposed to be New York. They yeah. give it, I mean, what's well, her name? Sa- Sandy St. what? Lu- Sandy, what's her last name? Um... Hulu uh, Banatoni. Which is a very Italian name. You don't get but, those anywhere but New York. You know what? There's Italian people everywhere. I'm sorry to bust your bubble. Yes, there is a lot. No, there's not. Hence two at this table. I mean, One in, no, she's not. Although, she's Swedish. To be, Excuse me. <laughs> uh, I'm Sicilian, but it still counts. So, I'm half, so let's go okay. I'm a quarter. So. Sean's half Sicilian, half Nabladan. Um, <laughs> no, I'm actually I'm German. I'm six foot two. I'm blonde hair, German, German <laughs> Sicilian, British, and I don't know what the other one is. We're all 100 percent American today, buddy. Yeah. I'm World War Two. <laughs> are you Japanese? No, no Japanese. Wait, wait. Are you the Axis powers or the Allies? I'm both. Uh, yeah, Tony's actually World War Two. American, like British. three of his grandparents came here on ships <laughs> in after World War Two. My family's been here so long we don't even know where we're from. My mom's family <laughs> came over. In like the 1700s. Oh, on the Mayflower, I think it was. Wasn't no. It, <laughs> Although I am a direct descendant of Davy Crockett. King of the Wild Frontier? 
That is true. <laughs> I'm a direct descendant of my grandfather. You know, he killed a bear when he was only three. That's a lie, but uh, it's funny. Can we get back to Short Circuit 2? <laughs> I keep trying, but you keep distracting me. Well, that's my job when it's not my movie. <laughs> <laughs> so Fred all right, goes... All right, meow. Let's meow. go. Fred goes to a loan shark meow. to get um, the capital to start up their business, and the loan shark says, you know, if you don't pay up, Plus what you originally owe, we're going to kill you. I like how Fred tried to give him the fake Rolexes as collateral. <laughs> yeah. What? But Fred rents a factory, takes Ben there, he shows him this great factory. and I'm sorry, you said great? This old broken down I don't think that means what you think it means. That's going to be better than the back of his truck. All right, I'll give you that. <laughs> so it's right across the street from the bank where the diamonds are hidden or stored safely. Which I think is a little odd. <laughs> well, and you can well, clearly vault. see in two I, months that it's going to be torn down and turned into and a skyscraper. Nice, yeah. So Fred was able to negotiate a short-term lease, and it seems like he rounded up some homeless people as their factory workers. And he promised but them all a three-course meal. I've never been <laughs> to New York, but if we're you've never been to New York, no. Holy uh, shit! <laughs> <laughs> Don't feel bad. Elaine just went this year. If we're presuming <laughs> that this is New York. Mm-hmm. Is this like something that happens often? Like there's this beautiful building, and then across the street, this place is going to be totally. It can. Yeah. Is this, I would. Is this a normal thing? Yeah. I would say that that was more common back in probably the 70s and the 80s than it is now. Because you would have these old buildings that were there, that were built there for whatever, and in New York they'll tear them motherfuckers down. But yeah. what's even trippier is when you go to like Rome, you have a building that's like three thousand years old, and you have a brand new skyscraper next door. <laughs> that will put your shit on like, huh? <laughs> this, I'm gonna say that this is something that happened a lot in the '70s and '80s, but not as much in the big cities now. No, they're gone because well, they've, they've already found it. Yeah, they're already gone. It's a little more stable now that China owns most. <laughs> Well, also, they have these things where, like, buildings are really old. They'll be like, oh, well, they're historically, yeah, you can't tear them down. Too. So anything that got already got torn down, they're just going to keep tearing them fuckers down every couple of years. All right. So um, then, so they leave the factory to go get all their stuff because they're going to move in and start making robots. Right. And then all of a sudden, this hole opens up in the floor, I, you know, and two dudes come out of the basement, mm-hmm. and they have a conversation about how they need to get these people out of there as soon as possible, which John jumped my shit and talked about earlier. So, so let's skip over it. Move on. But you think that they would notice... You're bad guys. You think that they would notice that part of their floor um, slides over in their stairs. I'm yeah. just saying. You would look into it. <laughs> that, that's the only plot hole in this water. Let me darn that's it back the only, That's the only plot hole. <laughs> that's the only plot hole? Let me darn this Not up the real quick. AI. <laughs> Hey, that was a different movie. I know, I know. We um, just have to accept that in this movie enough. because it's not this movie's plot that's hole. That's true. Hold on. Yes. That's your only plot hole. I darned it up. There's none now. You're that's gonna, a, that's what one. you're going with? I darned up that you hole. Really want to snip, she snipped the little thread off so the sweater's <laughs> You want to throw the challenge down because I'll start throwing fucking flags. <laughs> All right. So we get to, I assume, the next day where the fact where all these people are making little robots. He taught them very quickly. Yes, he did. Well, he gave them a schematic. So they're making little <laughs> robots, and we get a quick synopsis of what happened in the first movie about how this these toys are based on the real Johnny Five, and he tells Fred. Actually, a these bit of toys what are based on number three, um, which because they all look alike anyway. He says that they're based on Johnny Five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was lying. And he is clearly the most soulful eyes, much like these toys. <laughs> then all of a sudden, two thugs come in and bust up the joint. They break the toys. They frighten off the homeless workers. Ski masks and crowbars. <laughs> yes. One guy had an axe. Did he? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And so then, good, um, uh, you know, Jason would be like, nice. <laughs> 
And it was funny because as say Ben is going, not the, <laughs> not the this, then they would destroy that. The not the board. this. Then he would destroy <laughs> that. Well, so then... You, so if you're going to walk away, stop talking because they can't hear you anymore. I like how Elaine just walked away talking. My drink is sweating everywhere. It's dripping on my so nose. Mine. <laughs> we have my, a, oh, my God. My very boozy daiquiri is sweating all over my nose. We're celebrating the 4th of July with uh, strawberry daiquiris. All right, fans. So those of you who right. don't know, 4th of July was a couple days ago for you. But for us, it's right now. All right. So... And Thanks we're going to barbecue that. here once we're done. So ben we is got some burgers out. that Tony made. And <laughs> Fred is trying to convince him to keep trying because, of course, Fred owes all this money to the loan shark. So he I'm going to keep give on up. Durf. Mm-hmm. And that's fine with me. So Ben's freaking out. And then all of a sudden, delivery. Special delivery. It was right after, like... The, the yeah. bad guy's just left, and then it's like, special delivery, and like, yeah, fuck you. And yeah, he like, grabs a leg. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> there ass. was old mannequins in there. Mm-hmm. See, they don't know why he grabbed a leg. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> 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 and uh, so they tell the guy to just leave the box outside, because they don't trust that it's not the thugs come back to beat him up some more. And they open the door, and it's a giant box. And then, holy shit, the box starts jumping around. Did you just draw penis and drink sweat? No, I wrote fuck you and, and uh, drink sweat. <laughs> Thanks for noticing. That one kind of looks like a penis. Depends on the penis. Depends <laughs> on the penis. Um, <laughs> not that anybody of you can see what John drew in drink sweat. Sorry. I wrote fuck you and drink sweat. So and this box, penis, which is this box, which is lying on the side, all of a sudden pops up. No one touched it. And then it starts jumping around and jumps into the factory. All right. Now, remember in 1988, I knew this was Johnny Five because it was called Short Circuit 2. Yeah. But it's going to show up some point. Yeah. Yeah, you know. but I'm watching it going, what <laughs> in God's name is I love this Carly fucking movie shit. about? <laughs> Carly, I just want to point out that I love that you're on the podcast. Is the innocence of a child when you watch these movies like... I don't know what this well, is. It's a fresh perspective on every movie. That's what's like, awesome. I expected like, when we said about it. It's probably the best. She's ba- like, Star Wars, yeah. I've heard good things. What's she's that about? probably the best member of our podcast because she's never seen anything. Well, it, it helps with nostalgia stuff. I'll right, Like, because we all watched this movie through rose-colored yeah. glasses, but mm-hmm. she's watched this for the first time. Yeah. I can't wait to see how the recommend on her. I can't wait to, fi- to find out. She's comparing this, this shit to, like, Transformers. I really want to know. <laughs> it's like, those robots are shit. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait to find out who her favorite character was. Oh, it's definitely Durf. Um, that's your favorite character. Mm-hmm. But all of a sudden, the box opens, Durf's and kind of out of these packing peanuts comes a giant. Did you say penis again? She said peanuts. peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> we broke time. Dead air, dead air. All right, so John comes out of the fucking box <laughs> and says, hello. Everybody's like, thank God, fucking Johnny Five's here. And he says, hello, bozos. And then... And why does he keep saying Bozo? I don't know. Because um, Stephanie kept saying Bozo in the last movie. That's where okay. he got that from. Uh, so okay. Bozo that is a thing sense. from Stephanie. Stephanie kept Like if he him. were a parrot. Mm-hmm. Yes, because he... Because <laughs> one of the first things he learned is everything she taught him. But, and she kept saying Bozo. Yeah, he, and that's why he makes so many movie references, because he learns so much from TV. That Ooh, we're going to get to movie references. <laughs> I thought he was a junkie on from the last Transformers movie, but apparently not. He did When we get to the end that. when he puts his mohawk on, remind me to give you the movie reference. Okay, good. I'll keep that in mind. It was Taxi Driver. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> I've never seen it. Stats. What? Taxi Driver? Are you fucking kidding me? Are you talking to me? <laughs> Are you talking to me? 
Yes, I'm Nobody talking to you. <laughs> That's a great fucking movie. That's not underappreciated. But you're going to watch that shit later. All right. Maybe <laughs> oh I will. Oh, my God. And maybe I'll read a book. <laughs> Dude, that movie's awesome. Like, I was the other day I was talking to someone they had never seen Dog Day Afternoon, and it fucking blew my mind. It's like, have you ever seen Dog Day Afternoon? It's one of the best ones. Serpico. Holy shit. I've seen Dog Day Afternoon. I didn't love it. I'm not a huge Al Pacino person. <laughs> You know what? I'm going to do a podcast and only Al Pacino cutting, fucking movies. In that movie, Al Pacino is in love with Fredo. And Fredo is a terrible person. He's not in love with Fredo. Fredo's his partner, you knucklehead. They're in love. No, they're not. <laughs> Fredo actually gets mad when they're like, two homosexuals are broken and robbed the bank. And he's like, but I'm not a homosexual. They keep calling me homosexual. Why do they make him stop? He's like... I can't make them stop. It's the fucking news. We're in the bank. Are you sure? I'm 100% fucking positive. <laughs> I did not watch very closely then because I was really sure that because that was a movie about Fredo. two homosexuals robbing a bank. No, only Al Pacino was. And his wife comes to the bank later. Holy shit. All right, guess what? After Taxi Driver, we're watching Dog Day Afternoon. It's a long night. Let's hurry this shit up. We got shit to do. Then we're doing Serpico. Oh, we're doing Godfather 2. I have seen Godfather 2 so many times. That's also a great movie. Heat. Oh, I love Heat. I love that movie. You know what I thought about Heat? Here's the problem with Heat. When it came out like Pacino. De Niro, and you're like, all right, this is gonna be a great movie. They have one fucking scene together. No, no, no. Okay, so it's like, are you fucking shitting me? It's a great scene, it is, it's a it's great a scene, scene, but how do you only have those two hey, for hun, one fucking? Scene? Yeah, I know. Do you know when you were listening to that other podcast and you got so angry because they didn't talk about the movie at all? <laughs> oh yeah, go ahead. and then at the end of the podcast, their only conclusion was a movie that they had reviewed a couple weeks ago sucked. <laughs> I have not even about the movie they were reviewing. Yes. What movie were they reviewing? Was it Short Circuit Two? No. <laughs> <laughs> You're killing time here, dude. You okay, so. Okay. Johnny, so Ben says, what are you doing here? And Johnny Five has a note pinned to his chest that is from Stephanie saying that the only way that her and Newton could help was to send him Johnny Five to help him make the robots. And then the note says, don't tell Johnny Five you're in a city because you know how he is about input. Because Johnny Five is obsessed with learning new things, which he says, input. Mm-hmm. And he's a so speed reader. They don't want him to know that because they're afraid if he's in the city he'll just disappear and getting all the input and go insane. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's got 500 megabytes of memory. <laughs> <laughs> so then, and see, nowadays it's like, you oh. laugh. You, you, you fucking laugh at that. <laughs> even so, Carly knows. Even Carly laughed at that shit because if I tell you, I have a cell phone for you with 500 megabytes of, of memory. <laughs> Throw that shit in the water. <laughs> even even I, the last laptop I bought, I was like, it has to have a terabyte at least. Yeah. <laughs> so that didn't even exist back then. Th- this guy needs lots of input, and he only got 500 megabits of memory. It's like, you're going to fill that shit up in like a day. A lot, yeah. of, a lot of zip files. <laughs> he filled that up with his name. <laughs> no, not so much. Two like, books at the bookstore is not. <laughs> no, because well, I think, uh, the if there are Word, doc- Word documents aren't shit. You could do them. That's probably, you could fit every book in the, like, Everywhere. I think okay. the uh, operating system on my phone is a gig. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Probably, so, yeah. So Fred says, how is this bigger robot going to help us make little robots? And Ben says, let's give him a demonstration. So, so he quickly assembles a robot. And then he says, Johnny Five says, it's me. Isn't that special? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which was I fun. still stand by this number three. That's the church lady. That was the church lady. All right, so then Ben goes to meet with Stephanie, says that, you know, he thinks that she's really pretty, so he keeps trying Stephanie? Not Stephanie. Oh, sorry, Sandy. Wow, I wrote Stephanie. Eh. <laughs> I was like, 
She wasn't in this. Same. I was like, maybe she got the director's cut. I don't know. See, I didn't see the first one, so I was just like, the chick. <laughs> ben goes to meet with Sandy. He gets a little flirty. She doesn't understand that he's being flirty because he likes. But you hate when that happens. You're flirting with a girl. She doesn't get it. Yeah, man. Yeah. And your business partner. And he reassures her that they will be able to make the robots on time. Then we see this great episode. We flash back to the factory where Fred is watching Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood while Johnny Five irons his shirt. Uh, this is a great Mr. Rogers episode where he has a ventriloquist dummy named Hersher Boot Trunk. She's getting deep into Mr. Rogers. I wrote that down because I was like... It was important. Not, maybe not the ventriloquist name, but... Well, he was describing how the dummy is not really alive and it seemed to affect Johnny Five a little bit. And then Fred makes the mistake of blabbing that they're in a city and Johnny Five... Says, all right, peace out, home dog, I'm out. Says, I'm in a city. Doesn't say which city. Nope. nope. But they make you believe it's New York. Because they actually, later on, they say Broadway. How many Broadways do you know of? Mm, only one. I don't know. Uh, that's why I assume they were in... Everybody does. And there's a Chinatown. It's New York. Okay, so... It. I don't know why. But so he Maybe runs out to go sightseeing. Permission to say New York? Well, do don't you, you have... Well, <laughs> if you film in the city, they usually give you, like, their blessing. <laughs> but it's Toronto, so... Yeah. Yeah, no, but probably to say you're in New York, you have to pay something to the Chamber to, of Commerce in New, New York, York. maybe. Because films always do that. They're like, thanks to New York for letting us film there. Or thanks I'm to Toronto. sure that New York City is a registered trademark of New York City. Oh, and no, in New York City, yeah, they make you pay for <laughs> You have to walk, pay to walk across no, the street. No, no, so. I'm saying to represent, to say you're there in a movie, you probably have to pay. Like, Probably. how, you know, you can't say the Super Bowl on anything because they have that fucking they trademark. They game. Yeah. You know what? What was this? Giuliani? And come at me, Super Bowl. Come at me. <laughs> oh. Then no one come from this. <laughs> My name's Tony Smith. And, uh, <laughs> Today I'm going to be. Her name is Elaine Bennis. <laughs> no, no, no. It's Elaine Steiner. She did. No, Elaine Bennis. Elaine Bennis was fucking Seinfeld. What are you, crazy? She's a million. dancer. I've seen her dance. Shut up. It's really her. Oh, man, let me pull that knife out of my bag. <laughs> Up top, sorry. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> so he goes sightseeing. Well played. My favorite character for this movie is Carly now. <laughs> all right. I've seen her dance. <laughs> but we get this great sightseeing montage, and there's all these great things that happen, and people are shocked and surprised by him, and all this stuff happens. They seem unsettled. It's a little, and he, little crocodile Dundee-ish. He breaks up a well, game of three-card you know, Monty. Stranger in a strange land yeah. thing. Fish out of one. Yeah. Breaks up a game of three-card Monty by accident. Get out of my face, man. Get out of my face. Get out of my face. <laughs> you don't have to he say He said it three times. Oh, he I'm said sorry. it three times. I'm just, I almost wrote that count. down. <laughs> I did. It was almost one of my quotes. But <laughs> he runs up. He ends up running into these gentlemen. The Los Lobos. Oh. Los Lobos kick your ass. Oh, I Los Lobos kick your face. Oh, Los Tony, Lobos kick your balls into outer space. Tony recited it as <laughs> when we watched it. Well, do it again, Tony. Or you can't forget it once you've seen the movie. <laughs> they're breaking into a car, and but Johnny doesn't understand that that's what they're doing. So he offers to help them, and they freak out because yeah, because we're from the um, uh, we're from the Department of uh, Radio Repairman. Can I? Are you gonna do the voice? No, I was gonna say he offers to help them, and the one guy is like. What is it? It's a Mitsubishi. <laughs> Which I thought was really funny when we thought everything came from Japan. 
It was the 80s. It was the 80s, which made it really funny. Like, I remember that. And they convince him that they're part of the Department of Car Stereo Repairs and that they need to take out all these car stereos and repair them and then put and them back the next and day. Stuff. <laughs> but they're so busy. <laughs> and they can't go home to their families until they do this whole street of cars. And he says that he's going to help them. And he has a master lockpicking uh, gun. And he... Within, I don't know, 30 seconds, breaks into all these cars and gives them all these car stereos. <laughs> and then he does the Crazy Joe impression. It wasn't Crazy Joe, though. Do you remember him? Crazy Eddie. Crazy Eddie, crazy. thank you. It's price. Do you guys price. remember Crazy Eddie? From the Brave Little Toaster? No. No, from, from the, the commercials. commercials in the 80s. <laughs> crazy Eddie, that was a thing. Like, the guy that this guy's but ripping off was a thing. You, I used to see these commercials I all the time. Have you, do you was remember that a thing? The movie? Did you see that, Carly? Back in the 80s? Remember. I remember that too, but have you seen the movie The Brave Little Toaster? No. Why do you I keep have. bringing that up? It's fucking irrelevant. I have. <laughs> because there's a guy that does that in The Brave Little Toaster. <laughs> crazy Eddie was like an embezzler or some shit. Did you have know. Crazy Eddie's where you're from? Uh, no. Did you, Tony? Yeah. Did they have it down here? Yeah. Well, see, I'm from here, but I don't remember the commercials. I remember it. All right. We weren't okay. allowed to watch a whole lot. There was lots of kind of commercials <laughs> like that from the electronic stores and everything about people going crazy for these deals. That was just a thing that happened on 80s commercials. They also did Moonlight Madness sales with mm-hmm. uh, where they would dress up like Dracula and Wolfman. It's pretty and you'd have to go out in the middle of the night. Yeah. I do remember that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but so Johnny Five, so then they tag the shit out of Johnny Five, and he's all of a sudden a multicolored <laughs> robot. Well, he and, had his he own had, and he has yeah. a, a leather vest on, and he just looks very punk. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to get home, and he runs into this gentleman eating his lunch and asks him from direct, for directions back to the factory. And the guy, who turns out to be Oscar, who works at the bank, um, says, oh, it's right across the street. And then he brings him home. So then we're in the factory, and... Ben is reaming out Durf for letting Johnny Five know that they're in a city. <laughs> and then Oscar knocks on the door and he says, here's Johnny Five. I found them. This guy, do you, are you looking for him? And he seems very interested in the robot because wouldn't you fucking be interested in a robot? Mm-hmm. And then, nah. so he drops him off at home and he says that maybe these guys should join the Neighborhood Merchant Society or whatever it was he said. I can't remember. And then that he goes away. No, I don't write down everything. I'm trying not to make my podcast sixteen take a pages of notes, and that shows where they front and back. Um, <laughs> I fell so asleep. That, <laughs> that's a friend's reference. Carly gets me. Eighteen pages, front and back. Mm-hmm. It I totally still does, does not. not. Um, You're on break. <laughs> uh, so then, um, oh, man, this is a really boozy mark. Uh, <laughs> And Elaine's um, done. Shut up. Okay, <laughs> give me some. Okay, I can't feel my fingers. Um, John took the rest of it. Don't worry. No, we it's will mine. We'll get through this. <laughs> Please don't take my daiquiri. Um, Please so describe the fucking movie. So then he tells them all about the department of stereo repair, and Derv explains that he was tricked, mm-hmm. and Johnny Five says. He was tricked, flim-flammed, hornswoggled. Mm-hmm. Flim-flammed is, is my favorite. He's a great... Like hornswoggled. He's a really good thesaurus. Well, he's probably read the thesaurus. And so, a lot of times when they're telling him stuff, he says, like, three or four words to describe the same thing, which is really fun. Mm-hmm. And then, um, he's very upset that he was tricked like this. Then we get the thugs back. It's late at night. Johnny's writing a letter to Stephanie, and he's sending her a chili dog, which (laughs) does not sound like something you should send in the mail. No. (laughs) And 
they come in and they attack him. And he says, you're not nice humans, you're bad humans. And what were Benjamin and Durf doing? Napping. Na- did you say napping? I said sleeping. Oh, goodness. That's a good thing that you mentioned it because, you know, now's a good time that you mentioned napping. I wasn't going to mention this. But you were. Yeah, you were waiting you were. for an opportunity. <laughs> I was waiting for this exact scene. You weren't sleeping on this. You were wide awake. Did she say sleeping? I did. <laughs> this is a public service announcement. If she's asleep, everybody, that means no. If he's asleep, that also means no. Also, if someone gets fall down, it's a holiday. So if they get fall down drunk, you know, that don't. That means no. Don't take advantage. <laughs> no, don't drive. And don't drive. Don't drink and drive. We're going to add to this public mm-hmm. service announcement. Also, don't drink and drive. And when you're drunk, don't podcast. Think that- <laughs> 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 All right. So then. Um, Johnny Five oh, decides man. to teach the thugs about centrifugal force and throws them out in the alley while saying, To the moon, Alice. Then we get the next day. Which is Oscar's the honeymoon back. reference? I knew that. Well, we're going to throw them out there like like, like something. There's lots of fun 80s like, references like in here. At a, so. at a vegetarian rally. <laughs> PCU? Thank you. Good catch. All right. I'm not that drunk. <laughs> so yes. then Oscar's back. He wants them to join She's had one. the Merchant Society. <laughs> there was a lot of <laughs> I filled that blender a third of a way full of rum. You okay. do not even know. Don't worry, listener. She's not driving. Um, <laughs> nowhere in my house. <laughs> the, oh, Jesus Christ, stop distracting me. <laughs> we can't help ourselves. Uh, okay, so Fred finds out that um, number five is worth eleven million dollars because Oscar comes over and is like, How much would how much is something like that even worth? And Johnny Five says exactly how much he's worth, which is eleven million dollars and something. Eleven million two hundred and something thousand and thirteen cents. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> and I looked it up. That is Oh good. Oh crap, now it, it stopped it was twenty three oh, million dollars today. Mm. Twenty three Million thirteen thousand four hundred eighty-eight dollars and eighty-seven cents to be exact. Which I read. Up well, she didn't write the exact fucking figure, and she put but eleven million dollars. Right, but no, it's yes, right. I know. But twenty-three is a good fucking <laughs> okay. round number. Thank you, Johnny Five. So there you so, go. With a wow, lot of money. twenty-three. So right? this is like Fred's like, holy fucking shit! Why are we trying to make fifty thousand selling toys when we can make eleven million by so- selling Johnny Five? And Ben's like, we can't sell him; he's alive. He's special. That's a slavery thing. So then Fred's like, well, let's go to lunch. And Fred takes him to lunch and then ditches him to get him out of the way. Because he knows he goes he's hot back, Sandy. And he's like, hey, number five, let's go meet some friends of mine. And number five's like, yes, let's go back out in the city. So then he takes him to meet some friends. But Toronto. number, but Johnny gets distracted by a bookstore. I know how I feel. I'm <gasps> always distracted by a bookstore. Alinda, dude, if you... If you ever go to a bookstore with Elaine, she does the same shit. She throws books around, starts reading them really fast. It's fucking annoying. Well, she needs input. Well, She's like, so da, 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 da. it was the driver. It's like, Elaine, stop. She does this shit every time we go. So he goes all, Fred's chasing him. He we goes all go over the bookstore. He's reading all these books, and then he finds two books that he wants to keep and read very carefully. What are the books? Frankenstein and Pinocchio. Yep, called them Good before catch. you even saw them. <laughs> well, that's like, I know they're going to be. Once I was a wooden boy. It's always going to be Frankenstein. Thank you, Ryder. It's always going to be Pinocchio and Frankenstein whenever it's a monster. Well, he's not a monster. He's kind of a monster. Frankenstein's a monster. No, no, Johnny Five isn't a monster. But yes, so he then is. Fred 
finally catches up with Johnny Five and is like, Johnny Five, we need to leave. And Johnny Five is trying to buy these books. And then Fred says, hey, Johnny, look, do you see those guys? They're trying to take your books away. <laughs> they want to take your books away. And Johnny Five goes, oh! <gasps> Which is exactly how and I now, would And respond. now we're seeing why Elaine liked this movie so much. There's a kindred spirit in this. I like how he gasped, like, you don't breathe. But, uh, but this is the moment I completely 100% empathize with the character of Johnny Five. Because I if do this somebody tried to time. take my books away... <laughs> no, that's how I get laid out of the bookstore. Mm. <laughs> I want these books. Like, well, we're going to pay for those books, but you see those guys? She's trying to take your books away. So then we pay for the books and we leave. <laughs> So now we flash to the thugs. Who Thank are, God for the Kindle. Who decide to break into the factory and they're going to burn it down. Well, just a controlled fire. It turns out one of the guys used to be an arsonist. But, used naturally. These are criminals of many trades. Well, he does say, <laughs> I used, used to, to be an arsonist. Isn't an arsonist just uh, used to be arsonist? Somebody that just hasn't set a fire in a while? He Well, because he says, I used, I used he to do He doesn't do it anymore? <laughs> you, you know, I like, guess... You kick the habit. It's no, kind of like, yeah. You know what? When you've moved up in the world to breaking into bank vault, no, That's true. That's $37 million dollars for the Vanderbilt collection. You start with some low-level pickpocketing, you work your way up to arson, yeah. and then you move your way uh, up into... Level. I'm going to guess double. <laughs> you know, it's important to be a well-rounded criminal with many talents. It is true. That's how you get on the high-class cruise. You can't just carjack. That's true. But... Like Los Locos. Unbeknownst to them, Number Five has set up a security system, which they set off and then attacks them. Very mm-hmm. finally. kicks them out. Moving on. So then they find. So then we flash back to Fred and Number Five, and they finally get to the meeting, and it turn. And this is where Number Five turns out that Fred has decided to try to sell him, mm-hmm. and he's like, "You can't sell me. I am my own person. I am alive." <laughs> And number five gets pissed and tries to run away, and then he falls out the window. Yep. But he's fine because we didn't know this, but apparently he's got his own built-in hang glider. And he just hang glides all over the city. This is me going, what? Tony's like, well, oh you see, this actual fuck. This is a throwback to the first movie where he had a, a, a parachute. One of the things they were going to do with these war robots was parachute them in behind enemy lines. So when he fell in the first movie, he had a parachute. Yes, but apparently he's upgraded to glider. Or downgraded to glider. I, I don't think that's an upgrade because you get to I see like the city. kite flying, and yeah, he now he's sightseeing all over the place. But I was like, <laughs> I feel like a bird. <laughs> I have to say that sometimes in science fiction movies, there's this weird reoccurring tro- trope about the hang glider. <laughs> if you've ever seen Battle for Endor, there's a chance. There's oh, a good, time- a Star Wars reference. We haven't had one of those yet. I'm trying to do my best to hit all of your boxes, honey. <laughs> We're good. But Wicket, the Ewok, builds a hang glider out of some bones and a leather tarp. This is just a thing that happens. Everybody knows how to make a hang glider. Um, well, they don't really look that complicated. It's a lot, it happened a lot in the 80s. I don't know why. Hang gliding was real big. You never really hear about people hang gliding anymore. Oh, never. dude, do you put a hang glider now that I have a motor on the back? You could fly. It's pretty cool. Well, Johnny Five was all about flying. He says he's like a bird. He would be the chrome-breasted input eater. Which is a great name for a bird. It really is. <laughs> then we flash to see. Oh, breasted! Is it time for tit talk? I'm, there are no tits in this movie. The chrome breasted input eater. Breasted. Okay. So okay. There's a chrome breast. That, that's so all he does have nice breasts for a robot. <laughs> so John apparently Tony, you're very fascinated by. Seem better. Mechanical boobies. Mm. Don't worry about it. my movie that we're gonna do next. Funny TikTok. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, shh. 
at least a little bit. Hey, 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 no sneak previews. <laughs> Back to Sandy and Ben. So Sandy is having problems. Nipple up. placement is outstanding. On <laughs> uh, Sandy, how would you? No, have? on Johnny Five. He it's doesn't even have right. nipples. You're right. His <laughs> nipple placement is perfect because they did not place any nipples on this robot. She does have a point there. They didn't deem it necessary, and that was the right choice. <laughs> would you like to have a dick discussion? We're talking to you, Joel Schumacher. Hey, hey, would you like to have a dick discussion about how Johnny Five is not really male because he's a robot Ooh. or just a beanbag man? Nope, I'm good. All right, so <laughs> Sandy's having problems at work. Her boss is really mad at her because she can't come up with any good ideas. She wants to sell my fucking hand. Like, she sucks at her job. She's like, hey, I found the robots. And he's like, hey, we haven't even seen any of these robots. How do we know you really found anything worth finding? And then she sees Ben, who's come to work, because he wants to ask her out. I have a question about that. Oh, good. Okay, good. He gave her one of the robots when mm -hmm. they made the deal. So when he says, we haven't seen the robot... Me, no, he means the, the shipment. Okay. He means the shipment. But they have I a date. I just said that. You don't need to say they it again. They have a date scheduled. So, I mean, like, if my boss were giving me a bunch of shit, I'd be like, I'm sorry. It's not the 15th yet. That's when we're supposed to get them. <laughs> Do you want me to call them and see if we can get half yeah, now? It's, or <laughs> Don't dig too deep. All right, I'll try. Don't pull out Elaine's threats. <laughs> hey, there's no plot holes she in this movie. I darned it up. I darned them up. There's no holes in this sweater. No moss have been at this sweater because it hasn't been in storage from 1988. 900-pound robots hang glide. That's just how it is. <laughs> Bullshit. Sorry. It's, maybe it's he's dusty made, in here. Maybe he's made from a very lightweight titanium. Who knows? Yeah, there's a lot of lightweight um, titanium. Maybe he's made <laughs> of vibranium. So Ben runs into her and he trying to ask her out but she just wants reassurance and he gives it to her and then she kind of ditches him mm -hmm. then we flash back to number five who's been sightseeing some more and he um he's getting you know kind of upset and sad because people laugh at him or they they're like what are you and he's a little discouraged but he sees a church sign that says if you have questions come on in so he goes into the church and then he goes into confession and he talks to the priest and the priest doesn't realize he's a robot and he says everybody laughs at Because he didn't look. <laughs> <laughs> or listen, really. <laughs> but the priest tells him that everybody has a soul and that it's okay and that he doesn't need to worry about any of this stuff because everybody's special and only God can judge you and that sort of a thing. And then he finds out that he's a robot. See, that's not true. Only God can judge you. That's bullshit because it's an occupation. It's called judge. <laughs> And stop the podcast. <laughs> like, I don't like that whole, only God can judge me. And full of shit. That's what a judge does. But <laughs> It's in the name. Okay. That, th but what's in the name, Tony? Well, he didn't say that. He was just saying that, you know, there's Jesus. You open the door. I'm shutting it firmly behind me. <laughs> as he chases Johnny Five out of the church. Put the and he on. says, if you want to come to confession, you send yourself, don't send your robot, shoo, shoo, robot. Because he thinks he's talking to a man who has sent his robot a in his proxy. stead. Yeah. His android. Mm -hmm. And so, he's very upset. And then he's wandering around, and then all of a sudden, the he's found by the police. And they, Sting was there? They're still looking for the robot that destroyed the bookstore. They're looking for this robot that destroyed the bookstore, and all of a sudden the police are there. And then they're trying to talk to whoever's controlling him to turn himself in and to come out. And then they arrest him. Poor Johnny Five. Can you arrest a robot? Well, uh, that's the dilemma that they face here. When they take no, but him, you can confiscate uh, property. <laughs> well, when they take him downtown, they try to book him, but they can't, and they instead put him in stolen goods. 
thing. I was really surprised they didn't do a fingerprint. <laughs> they did do a mugshot, and <laughs> with, I with think weird rubber fingers. But the funny thing was when the guy at the desk is like, "You did a mugshot," and they're like, "Well, you said photo ID," <laughs> which was funny because I thought it was funny because the police was like. Or the, the cop at the desk was even like, why would you do a mugshot, you idiots, <laughs> to the patrol The officers. words you look for, desk sergeant. No, I could see Thank them you. I could see them taking pictures of the robot just to, you know. Yeah, you'd want to take pictures picture. Which is why they did. something broke off and it ended up being somebody okay. rich's toy or something. So then we flash back to the factory where Ben is fighting with Durf about trying to sell Johnny Five and how you can't sell Johnny Five. He's special. He's alive. What's wrong with you? Now you've lost him. This is sort of an unforgivable And he's thing. throwing he's throwing stuff at Fred and it breaks a window and then there's the cop. Oh, hello. <laughs> so then they take Ben down to the station to pick up Johnny Five out of stolen property and Ben is very upset that Johnny Five. I like how they're like, you guys can go, Johnny Five just breaks the chain. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, dink. <laughs> and then they Johnny Five is very sad, and they have a discussion about loneliness, about how it's not just robots that feel lonely, it's humans that feel lonely. And that, and Ben tells Number Five all about how he's lonely, too, and that he just wants to be with Sandy, but Sandy doesn't see him. You sure it's not Stephanie? <laughs> She's relatively I give you the double bird, not a single, Peace the us. double bird. This is two chrome-breasted input eaters right in your face. <laughs> So then number five tells Ben that he will help him with Sandy. So then they go out, and Johnny Five apparently all of a sudden has a little radio control oh that can control machines. Control anything. Well, actually, like he mentioned it in the beginning of the movie. When he was talking about all his upgrades, uh-huh. he mentioned uh, any frequency antenna. Yes. I didn't catch that because I didn't know what that meant. Also, no, really? I don't always pay attention to all the techno jargon. Did you miss the Nike swoosh? No, I did not miss the Nike <laughs> right, suit because Nike. I thought that was awesome that this movie was apparently sponsored by Nike. Well, also, he got a Nike swoosh. He says it's any frequency antenna. I just missed that part, I guess. Which can control anything even if it doesn't have a radio frequency. Nope. Mm-hmm. Super Wi-Fi. That didn't exist yet. No, I know. Only on Johnny Five did it exist. Yeah, he starts to control inanimate objects that don't have a radio signal. Yeah. It reminded me <laughs> of, what was it? The term, the third Terminator movie, where the lady could, the lady Terminator could control all those other machines. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. she had to drill into him, so I'm guessing she yes. put it some shit. But apparently, the guy that made the third Terminator movie saw this movie and was like, "That's a great idea. Let me put that in my back pocket and save it for later." We'll yes. talk about that during. That's what <laughs> during yeah, you know what? Fuck it. We're never talking about that again. Move on. <laughs> Actually, I didn't think that movie was that bad. Oh shit! <laughs> but I like terrible movies, so that's not a surprise to anybody who has listened to any of my episodes of this <laughs> podcast. I don't think anybody has. Oh. Okay, so the police. Right. So we have this. <laughs> so we have this date this sequence. Date it's somewhat reminiscent of this means four in that no. he'll say anything that's written on that screen. Do <laughs> you mean or reminiscent of Anchorman? That's true too. Where Brad Burgundy just says whatever's on the teleprompter. Go fuck yourself, San Diego. But, it's, but it's, I wrote down yeah. Cyrano. It's all Cyrano. I my notes. Thank you. Roxanne, yeah. One Which is a sleep. great movie, it is Roxanne. Really good movie. If you haven't seen that, you should go see it right now. Steve Stop Martin. Yeah. Yes, love that movie. John made me watch that movie like four hundred times in time span. Of three I hours. have not four hundred times. Wow, John. He watched kind of it weird. a lot. <laughs> uh, at one point, it was just his go-to. You know what? I'm bored. Let's watch Roxanne. Um, Has slider in it. 
talking but, about. So number five makes no. Sandy's bus breakdown. Can I fluff your pillows? And then Ben is just nonchalantly walking down the street when Sandy gets off the bus and it's like, hey, let's go have dinner. So they go have dinner and then there's the Cyrano routine, which gets messed up by a cat that attacks Johnny Five and like is messing with his antenna. So then there's a bunch of gibberish. Then there's a guy with a hot dog vendor with some balloons and just gets all messed up. And Sandy's like, why are all these guys assholes? Which is prompted by the best line of this whole messed up situation. It takes a tough man to make a tender chicken. <laughs> it takes a tough man to make a tender chicken. She's very concerned all of a sudden that he's on drugs. <laughs> well, because justifiably. Apparently, apparently she's dated someone before who was on drugs and acted like this. And then all of a sudden he confesses that he's been reading off the teleprompter and that his friend has been helping him, which... She does a 180 and is like, oh, I'm into that. Now, let me ask you, Carly. You're on a date with a fellow. I was just going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Take it, Tony. No, no. I was, I was going to say, girls, all these movies, and normally it's a rom-com, but this one is not, obviously. All these movies have stuff where guys do incredibly creepy stuff, and then the girls go, oh, and then they like them. So in this situation, would you go for that? I think... Because he came clean about it and told her why he did it. Well, he only came clean about it because he got caught. Because she thought he was on drugs. So, (laughs) same situation. You're Sandy. Mm -hmm. Talk to me. I probably would have given him a shot. As long as we got away from the teleprompter and he stopped doing it. Elaine? Alright, so I've had maybe four interactions with this guy and he's weird every time. (laughs) And then we have dinner and he's like so weird I think he's on drugs. And then he's like, well, I really like you and my friend is helping me out. And... I would say, well, that's really sweet, but I'm just not into somebody who can't speak for themselves. And I would walk away, <laughs> I would just beat feet, be like, well, I'll talk to you when I send you your check is yeah. in the mail. I'm Tony, out. is this a bad time to tell her that I did this when we met? <laughs> well, it's a little late now. I think it'll be a... <laughs> There's paper signed and stuff. Somebody <laughs> told you that I loved Paul Simon because I don't think that happened. <laughs> you didn't tell her you didn't like Waterworld, did you? <laughs> Everybody likes Waterworld. It's a cinematic masterpiece. I know. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> wink, wink, wink. <laughs> Nudge. Oh, okay. man. Oh, man. I'm so, out of alcohol. <laughs> me too. <laughs> so, she seems into it, and she says, hey, I know this great place down the street. Let's go hang out and we'll ch- listen to music, because apparently they have a mutual love of music. But not just any music. It seems like 60s classics. or 50s. 50s classes, mm-hmm. doo-wops and that. stuff like that. I love that shit. I know. <laughs> Me too. But number five if literally... If I ever get kidnapped, then I'm going to call Carly now. Now I know who to call. <laughs> but number five literally catches them a cab with a harpoon gun. And this it was a is suction we... cup, not a harpoon. Big difference. Oh. This is where we find out that number five is very strong. And heavy. Because he <laughs> pulls the cab backwards using nothing but a suction cup harpoon. Meanwhile, I don't know what if that cab is really in the best state to take them anywhere now. I know, now that his fucking shit has been messed up. <laughs> Alright, so... Then Thank we, you for stopping. Then we flash to the next <laughs> That's day. so New York because it's like, oh, it's impossible to get a cab in the city. That's a famous New York yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, they don't stop. <laughs> okay. Next day, the toy pickup. The guy that comes to pick up, he picks up all 1,000 toys, and he makes a bunch of alien references. Yeah. Which Johnny doesn't get. Which Johnny doesn't get. So let's move on. And then all of a sudden the thugs are back. They are kid- they the thuggish, ruggish bone? No. Is it the first of the month? Wake no. up, wake up, wake up. It might be the first of the month because they did get a big paycheck. Okay. <laughs> Fred and Ben are inside while Oscar 
starts talking to number five to distract him. The thugs kidnap Fred and Ben. And then Oscar talks to number five about how he's very concerned about all the break-ins in the neighborhood. And that he's making a secret tunnel to a safe place. And he's very concerned about Fred and Ben. And, I, and, and number five is like, well, I don't really care about Fred. Fuck Fred him. is not my friend. <laughs> but, he's like, you know what? I don't like Fred either. <laughs> but Benjamin, Benjamin is my friend and we have to protect him. So Oscar tricks him into going down into the tunnel and digging the tunnel. Are you going to sing the song? No. <laughs> Jenny's in the tunnel with Oscar. Jenny's in the tunnel. Oh, fee, go for Jenny's in the tunnel with Oscar. Someone sings. So oh, now please. we have a lot of flashing <laughs> between. We have a lot of flashing back and forth between Fred and Ben and number five in the tunnel with Oscar. But so Fred and Ben are stashed by the thugs into a freezer with a bunch of chicken carcasses in it, which is very upset. And this is wh- and then when they're in the freezer, Ben explains to Fred that number five is alive, that he has artificial intelligence, and that this lightning struck made him alive. He's not... Which I don't think would happen. Which, how <laughs> does Anybody Fred... Anybody who knows anything about circuitry would be like, well, those things are going to overload, and, but and that's going to be it. how does Fred not understand that Johnny Five is alive before this? There's been all these things that show that no one is controlling number five. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand how it takes this long to this freezer situation to explain that this is... Maybe I mean, he... 88, I was like, wow, that can happen. Then I learned about kind of circuit boards and robotics, <laughs> and I was like, but no. I think maybe he understood that nothing was controlling him, but he didn't understand that he, like, had feelings and... Making his own decisions. And I know people um, that I've had long discussions with, and they're religious, and they're like, AI is never going to happen. You know? Oh, wow. They don't believe that it'll work because they they believe that it it'll always be it'll always be the robot or whatever convincing you to believe that it's real and alive. It'll never actually be conscious. So I don't know. I've seen X Machina. I saw it too. That was a great film. That is so appreciated. We're never going to talk about that. It's very upsetting. Um, But that's an interesting point there, Tony. Um, Artificial intelligence, so it's got to be Mm self-aware. But this is the point where Fred has a completely 180, where he realizes that he can't sell Johnny Five, and he seems to understand finally that he is a person. And he's like, well, we have to save him. (laughs) This is when Fred stops being a dirtbag and starts being... He's still dirt. A lesser dirtbag. (laughs) Um, so then, and this, and Ben is all upset because he's, he realizes he's missing his second date with Sandy. That's a big deal. a flash deal. of Sandy, who's but all dressed up, ready to go out. You've got to get her through the second date to get sadly. you the third date. <laughs> and she takes off her earrings all sad because she knows Clip on. She didn't have her fucking ears pierced since 88. <laughs> so, we get some flashes back and forth, and then Ben says it's too bad we don't have a telephone because that's a telephone line and I can wire in. They find some stuff. They wire into the telephone. They call 911. Yeah, it's a calculator. And it's a calculator. Neither one of them knows Morse code. Not but that anybody who they called would know it either. But all of a sudden, <laughs> he can play Help Me Rhonda on the calculator. Because what calculator plays noise? I Let's have be no serious. idea. I don't know what he did to this that calculator. This whole thing, I, I just couldn't. I just couldn't. <laughs> but he tells, don't pull out the threads that don't no. exist. Durf is, is all like, why do you, what's with the music? And he's like, oh, well, me, I've been learning music to, because the whole time. Because I've been learning music for Chendi Benatoni. No. And I put it on my calculator. No, no. I haven't. There's a whole thread that runs through this sweater. That where Ben is stunning to take a citizenship exam. So he's been listening to music to help better understand American culture. And this is one of the things he has in common with Sandy. With your English, too. 
Yeah, well, when I went to Brazil, they the a lot of the people we met who were around our age said that most of the English they learned was from listening to American music. Hmm. They were very into it. It was like 10 years late, but they were very into it. Like, you well, on the block, that's a great shit. When we were in Italy, the people that, they, the American music they liked was like disco and dance jams. No, dude, we were there in like 03, 04, 05, and Cher's Do You Believe in Life After Love was still number two on the charts. <laughs> wow. That's a good jam. I think it's they fell to like fifteen right now. But, but it's still up so there. then they realize that they can that while they don't know Morse code, they can use music to send a message to Sandy. But Sandy doesn't hear because she has put on headphones and is playing guitar and is being all sad sack. Well, she got. Would stood you not up. be if you got stood up? I would be. I have been stood up. I didn't do it. And it was very upsetting. I don't think I have, but I would be sad. <laughs> I was I a teenager. <laughs> I was a teenager and. We, I'm not gonna tell this story, but I was a teenager and he stood me up and I was really upset. Like I did wrecked. I guess I got stood up once. We were supposed to meet at the movie theater and he went to the wrong movie theater. Doesn't count. And I already bought the tickets, so I just watched the movie by myself. <laughs> that, that doesn't count. He tried. Yeah. Elaine just got. But he wasn't gonna make it in time, so I just watched the movie by myself. Move on. <laughs> we're not gonna talk about Elaine dating as a teenager because that always ends up with this. Ends up by telling the story where my brother jumped out of a tree and a guy picking oh, up. Oh, Jesus a Christ. <laughs> um, so then. I'm gonna go hang from a fucking tree. You don't hurry up. So he sends all these messages to Sandy, and she wakes up the next day, and she finally notices that she has a bunch of messages, and she's like, oh, maybe it's Benjamin. And then it's a bunch of music. <laughs> and then we flash back to Oscar and number five in the tunnel, and they get to the safe. And number no five knows what it is. Well, they get to the same <laughs> wall, and mm -hmm. Oscar's like, I was going to use a torch, What? How? but maybe you have something better, and he uses a plasma cutter to break into the safe. That would work. Now, Sandy is in a cab with a Russian gentleman, who I recognize as a character actor that's been in all kinds of fucking shit. And then, and she's listening to music to send, and she has figured out this is a message. The first song is Help Me Rhonda. The second song is On Broadway, so they go to Broadway. Mm-hmm. The next one, and then they're like, well, which day do we go, which way do we go? And then the next one is, you can always go downtown. <laughs> and then they're like, well, where downtown? And then 16 Candles Place, so they know 16th Street. Mm -hmm. And then they hear, well, which way on 16th Street? And then the dock of the bay, so they know to go towards the bay. And then number five realizes that they're, we flash back to number five, and we realize we're in a bank vault. Mm -hmm. And Oscar's like, well, of course we're in a bank vault. What's safer than a bank vault? But this is my bank vault. I own the bank. I need to clear out some old stuff before we can make this a safe place for Benjamin, which seems very... Which is very suspect, because if he owns the bank, he could just yeah. go in the normal way. But Johnny Five thinks Oscar's his buddy, and so he opens the safety deposit vault... And then opens the box inside the safety deposit vault, and diamonds. I think he recognizes them. Yeah, yeah he, he does. Yeah. Ooh, he diamonds! Does. The Vanderbilt collection. He goes, "This is your old junk." <laughs> and Oscar goes, "Yep, yep, gotta go." <laughs> so then we flash back to Sandy and the driver, and they realize the song we're listening to is "Doo Wah Diddy," and then they're like, "What does that mean? What does that mean?" Mm -hmm. And then they see Doo Wah's Chinese restaurant. So all of a sudden, she opens the freezer door. And she rescues them. But first, Durf's like, arm yourself and grabs a frozen chicken. <laughs> <laughs> so, Oscar has stolen the jewels. And number five is like, hey, 
I don't think you should be taking these because <laughs> this seems suspect. Yeah. Even if you own the bag, and then, you don't own all the stuff in the vault. No. <laughs> and then Oscar hits him with a car. And then all of a sudden, because the thugs are in the car, Oscar dumps in the car, they hit Johnny Five with the car, and then Johnny Five's like, oh, well, this is not good. I've been coming to Cornswoggle. Yeah. So then he chases them, and um, he starts yelling for the police. And he's like, well, they chase him because he starts yelling for the police because he needs, he's a witness. And he's like, hey, hey, police, 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 they stole something, they stole something. And they finally him because it. he's yeah. a witness. And. Sorry, at least. He catches Oscar, and Oscar uses pig Latin, which is a language Johnny Five does not speak, to tell the thugs to get behind him. That's gay Earth Bay. <laughs> and so they pretend like they're running away, and they come up and they attack Johnny Five from behind. He releases Oscar, and then they beat him up. It's very No, close. they disassemble him. <laughs> no, they beat the shit it's out of him. It's very right? upsetting. He's very hurt. This was a very sad scene. It was. While they're beating him up. I mean, like, they're giving him a kicking. Like, a kicking to end all kickings. Okay. But he uses his radio frequency thing to control some remote control planes. Which might work if you have an antenna that yeah. can grab It was funny because when they ran through the um, courtyard that had all those guys flying all those remote control planes, I was like, yeah, a bunch of people in the 80s were obsessed with remote yeah. control planes. <laughs> This is a thing. Now they like, have drones. Yeah, now they wouldn't be on the drones. Now they have drones, but there was a time in the 80s where everybody had a It's the same thing. <laughs> same thing. Only now know. they use their iPhone as their remote. Yeah. And they have cameras on them. But So he uses the planes to scare off the thugs, and they run away because they think he's done for. He's dying. But he's not. He manages to get up and goes back to the... And we get back to the factory... And Ben and Fred and Sandy have arrived at the factory, and they see all of a sudden there's a big fucking hole in the floor. And they're like, oh my god, where's number five? What's happening? The cops show up, and Durf runs away, because he's a con man. He's good at running away. But Ben and Sandy get arrested. I don't, I don't fully understand why the cops showed up. Because the bank the has been broken into. So, but then why are they coming across the street? Because they <laughs> there's a big hole from the bank well, to yeah. this place. I get that Carly, now, but how they long would go did some of them to get to some that Some of point? the people came out of the hole. <laughs> so, obviously, okay, so they the were, vault was yeah. broken into. They called the cops. The people that came out of the hole were dressed like security guards. So, I think it was security guards found a hole, called the cops, followed the hole to the factory, and then they're telling okay. the cops where they're at, and the cops pull up outside. <laughs> and Fred happened to be outside looking for number five, and he runs away. And he runs away, and he tries to find number five. And he finds number five, who's managed to get up and who's broken and dying. And Fred's like, oh, my God, what's happened? And number five can't talk. So he picks up a piece of, like, I don't know, broken drywall. cement, drywall, whatever. Writes on the wall, dying, get Ben. And then Fred's like, well, I can't. Ben's been arrested. And then he, number five writes, you fix. And Fred's like, I can't fucking fix you, dude. I'm just a con man. How am I supposed to fix you? And then they look, and they're right next to the radio shack. Which, if you don't know what a radio shack is. <laughs> it's like a Best Buy, but not. There's very few <laughs> left. Little it used to be the Only coolest in store. <laughs> used to be the coolest store because there was all this little cool electronic equipment and you could go there and you could buy parts and you could build shit. Well, yeah. they don't have that anymore. It's called Best Buy. <laughs> well, you can't really buy parts. You, yeah, you have to go to eBay. Have you heard of Amazon? Well, yes, yeah. but it's not the same as Best Buy. That's right. Much better. <laughs> all right. So, they break into the radio shit. 
they break into the Radio Shack, and Johnny Five is trying to, is telling Durf how to fix him. And he finally gets his voice recorder working, and this is Voice recorder? Voice components. Okay. (laughs) Working, and now Johnny Five can talk, but he keeps messing things up. Like he says words backwards. Like like Durf. Durf instead of (laughs) Fred. And he says that he's going to buck the kick it. If they, because he's almost used up his backup battery, and that they need, and Durf needs to fix him. And Fred is like, I can't fix you, dude. I'm just a dude. I don't know how to do anything. But he agrees to help him, and they're rushing the clock because there's a clock on Johnny Five that says total, very conveniently, it says total memory. <laughs> right? And it has a countdown. That's and, not God, Fred. <laughs> but so, they, uh, Fred manages to fix him enough that he comes back online, but his backup battery is all gone, and he's leaking battery acid, which Fred pulls fluid. off. Battery acid. You're not knowing your fluids. This is battery fluid. Battery fluid is acid. Battery fluid. He says fluid. Battery fluid Whatever. is acid. You're he puts a bandana over it like it's a wound. <laughs> no, 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 no. He rips off the arm of his oh, silk yeah, yeah, shirt. Yeah. No, no, nay, nay. Your your silk skirt, silk shirt, Whatever skirt. How drunk are you? That's what Johnny Five says. <laughs> All right. So then, and oh, then she doesn't even get it. Fred, Fred tells Johnny Five a little bit about what happened to him and Ben, and Johnny Five gets fucking pissed <laughs> because they didn't try to disassemble him. They didn't try to kill him. No, they just threw them in a freezer. <laughs> but meanwhile, the machine they tried to destroy. Mm. Oh sure. And he says. Durf, a life form's got to do what a life form's got to do. Right, let me stop Stand aside. Like when he's putting all that stuff on, mm-hmm. that was supposed to be an homage to a movie I watched last night, ironically, Commando. Because he says at the end, let's party. And in Commando, when um, Schwarzenegger throws a pipe through a guy's chest, he says, no, he pulls out a knife, he's like, let's party. That's where he got it from. So Came out a couple years before this. Oh. Last night. And then he put the thing on for... John you know, puts a movie over. on. And I says, what are you watching? And he's like, guess. And I'm like, I don't know. 35 minutes later, she's like, I I'm guessing. <laughs> it took me. It took me so long to fucking figure out what movie this is. And really? It, yeah. I have not, and I've this never is where, seen it. I've never seen Commando. I know. You've never seen Commando? <laughs> I guessed. Holy shit. You Tony Schwarzenegger carrying a tree around? <laughs> well, I did last night. With, uh, Alyssa Milano, Milano mm-hmm. who's like five. This was before she was hot in her name and Cookie. Well, I, I don't know. It came out in, I think it was like 85, so I was five. Like the she was the beginning of Who's the Boss. Yeah, yeah, but I didn't know what it was because I hadn't seen Commando. And before, wow. we get to, before we get to Schwarzenegger, there's all these flashes of that black guy killing all these people. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what movie is this? I recognize Same all these actors. Guy that was in um, Predator. Predator, yeah. Yeah, Mac. but I... But I recognize all the actors, but mm-hmm. I didn't know what movie this was. <laughs> so I kept naming things, and I couldn't figure it out. Okay. So anyway, that, that was like an homage. I read in the notes. It was, that was an homage to that. Not that sure was a commando. There's a lot of... Why are you writing that down? Look, you guys want me to do podcast notes. And so I'm writing down a couple of key things so I can do podcast notes because you get mad when I don't put in I notes will, for my episode. I will greatly appreciate it. Which way for you to do, do notes them. from your last episode? I know. I hate I that and I think waiting. it's dumb. Um, I'm the worst member of this podcast. Let's just get it out there. So now we're number five and Durf are chasing Oscar. They're going to catch him and turn him in. And Hit me with the line. Hit me with the line. 
I didn't write it down. Is this when we have the first segue? <gasps> yes. <laughs> Durf is worried, and he tells Durf, don't worry, my cousin was a Harley Davidson. <laughs> Hop on, Durf. That's a fucking classic line. That, that line is great. I love that joke of Carly's thing because segway, it was yeah. a segue, but it was also a segue. Carly's on fire today. She's not really strong. We should put her out. Apparently the daiquiris are hurting Elaine. Helping Carly. Yeah, it's too bad it isn't Carly's movie. But so Think about what we could have had. This is we're, at the, movie. we're at the police station and the patrol cops run into Sandy and Ben who are getting booked for being involved in a diamond heist. Yeah, they and can't arrest like, them for that. Like, oh, hey, we just showed up, you were there. We know you, you're the guys with the Good robot. Question. And then all of a sudden they're not arrested and they're just hanging out with the cops because the cops... This makes total sense. Because <laughs> Sandy and Ben and the cops are chasing Johnny Five and Johnny Five is chasing Oscar and it's going all over the city and it ends up in a construction yard where Johnny Five... So Johnny Five jumps into the sewers to cut off Oscar's car and comes up underneath him and lifts the whole car. What the fuck is Johnny Five standing on? We'll never know. A Teenage Mutant <laughs> Ninja Turtle? Maybe. But he picks up the car and York then... Killer Croc? He picks up the car then he drops Shouty. the car and the drop speed the car speeds off and Fast and the Furious style hits a ramp and flips over. Hmm. Now... Number you five. missed the part where number five used his any frequency antenna to mess with the seats. Yeah. And uh, I'm guessing mid '80s Chrysler LeBaron. <laughs> um, they didn't know. have frequency. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how the fuck he did that. <laughs> I know. But good know. job, number five. It's, it's all frequency. Because you know what? Let's not pull on that plot string because that's not a fucking anything that can happen. Let me <laughs> darn that hole right up. Yeah, I have a frequency antenna. That's great. Um, there's no frequency for your seats. Stop! <laughs> stop! Pulling holes in my sweater, man. I like this sweater. It's pretty and it fits me good. Let me, let me not. Let me but if you want to up. destroy her sweater, <laughs> pull the string while she walks away. Fuck you, bone. So stuffing. You didn't get any stuffing yet? Not yet. No, I'm still waiting. We can get some stuffing for Fourth of July. Yeah, It'll be good. Now that's in my head, and you made me lose my spot. Okay, so I'm there's a fight sorry. in the construction yard. Number five fights with the thugs. He throws one into like some fucking hay. It's like confetti slash hay slash I don't know what the fuck it is. It's garbage. And wraps up the other one in some fence and Durf had cornered Fred. Or Oscar. Durf had cornered Oscar. That was and weird he thought <laughs> he thought that he had him all locked up because he's obviously a young con man and this is an old dude. But sock to the gut, Oscar gets away. Did she say sock to the gut? Mm. He socked him right in the gut. Okay. Hit him in the bread basket. Knocked the wind on. out of him. Moving on. Still moving on. And then, so, Fred finally gets his breath back and yells, Johnny Five, Oscar's <gasps> getting away. And then, all of a sudden, dun, dun, dun. I need a hero. <laughs> this where have all the good men gone and where are all the gods? This is the Why climax of Don't the punch movie, your pen at me. we can tell by the great song, I Need a Hero. By? I don't know. Duh. Bonnie something. Huh? Bonnie. Bonnie Tyler? That sounds right. Hold on. You keep talking. Okay. Right. So, <laughs> number five chases Oscar. And number five, meanwhile, is fucking dying. He's sparking. He's leaking. It looks bad. Counting down. Oscar gets in a fucking boat and is like, ha ha, bitch, you can't swim. And drives the boat 
I guess Bonnie it's Tyler, in, a good it guess. Is a yeah. clever choice to he, get in the boat. It is, but apparently he was oh, gosh, way. Wait. He has to go like way down this long pier before he can escape to open ocean. And Johnny Five is like, I will cut you off at the pass. And he's going, going, going. And they're like racing to the end of the pier. And Johnny Five sees a fucking crane and is like, I got you, bitch. <laughs> Meanwhile, he everybody's like. How? <laughs> and we keep expecting him to use his radio frequency controller to get the crane to move and pick up. Was pretty much waiting for it. But. Keep going. So, we keep seeing flashes of his counter where it's counting down and he's only got five minutes left. He's only got three minutes left to total memory wipe. But, he gets to the crane and he uses the crane to pick himself up and he tars and. What Across the water, <laughs> shut up. I missed that last part. Do it again. <laughs> oh! Across the water, into the boat where he picks up Oscar, grabs him out of the boat, and swings him back onto land. Oscar, you will not get away. I am really pissed off. That's true. Uh, and this then become an audio play. Hurry up, almost done. And then they, he grabs Oscar, they swing back, and they fall onto a pile of boxes covered in a tarp, which is very convenient. Convenient to hay at the cops pull up and they arrest Oscar. And Ben says, Johnny Five, and he's like, oh no. And there's only like 52 seconds left. And Ben is like, I'm what about you turn on next. your auxiliary power? And Fred is like, his backup battery, he used it all up, and Ben's like, oh no, he's dying. Paramedic, come here, do your job. Like, what's the paramedic? <laughs> <laughs> Paramedic's like, oh, he's got, he's he's got, got a defibrillator. Yeah. Which <laughs> fucking Johnny Five says goodbye. And Ben is like, no, no, number five. And grabs the defibrillator and uses it to revive him. He shocks him three times and then holds it on there like the last time so that there's a continual current, I guess, because that's how defibrillators work. <laughs> That's not quick, quick. <laughs> that's not a plot hole. That's just where your head goes. Like, no, it's a hero. <laughs> I need a 1988 defibrillator. And then start my car. Johnny Five comes back and he's alive. And then we cut and we come back and it's Sandy and Fred outside of Input Incorporated. Mm-hmm. And Sandy's like, "We gotta go. We gotta go. We're gonna be late." And Fred's on the phone selling toys. He's like, hey, if you want my toys, you gotta do like everybody else. Wait six months. And they get in a limo and they drive. And then and the government shows up and they no. say, you stole our robot and we're all going to jail and we're no, confiscating no, no. the toys. No, no. Oh, no. You're no, wrong. My bad. That was a different. Sorry. That was Carly's that's, version. That's the end credit sequence. <laughs> I do have that's a question. That's the stinger. That's <laughs> <laughs> a stinger for Short Circuit 3. No, they're at a ceremony for citizenship. And God. Ben finally is being sworn in as an American citizen. Oh, wait, no, that's not just Ben, that's Johnny Five. Who got the three CPO treatment? Who's, yes, he's now That was going to be my Star Wars reference. I was waiting on that shit, and she ruined it. <laughs> he's now, by bringing up Battle for Endor? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sorry, I like terrible, terrible One movies. Star Wars reference is all we need, and then you we ruined might it. Do so battle for, CPO thing. We might do Battle for Endor no, we're not podcast. It's the worst movie in the Red No, Sony. I talked to you my cousin Vito, and he said no. <laughs> <laughs> so like Star Trek The Next Generation, when Data had to become recognized as a person, yes. so did so Johnny Five. They recognized Johnny Five as a citizen of the United States, which would never happen. Nope, nope, and nope, nope. <laughs> 
absolutely not. <laughs> At least, artificial intelligence, sorry, kill that I'm fucking sorry. thing. In the At beginning, least... they say he had to live in hiding because the government wants to destroy him. And by the end, now the government is recognizing him as a person? Well, what we missed no. was there was, a, like, there was, there was a 45 minute part that we, they cut out where the government takes him back and then the Supreme Court goes, no, he's a human, he's a person, Life he's an entity. There's a three, we missed that whole part. There's also, a three year court battle. Yeah. This is before the Matrix and only slightly after Terminator. Not it's before Terminator Two. <laughs> so the world hasn't been like, you know what? Machines are gonna fucking kill us. Huh. All right. Because right now, if that shit was to happen, like this robot is alive, somebody would blow Two that things. fucking thing up. <laughs> Two <laughs> things. <laughs> Two things. One. So this is the end of the movie. They're sworn in as citizens. Hooray! Mm. And then they ask Johnny Five, "How do you feel?" And he says, "I feel great." And jumps no, up. He in says, the air. "I feel alive." He says, "I feel alive." Jumps up in the air. Freeze frame. Freeze frame. End of the movie. Freeze Two. Does anybody who's seen the third Terminator movie notice how much Johnny Five looks like the T one hundred or the T one or whatever it he is does, in the movie? Actually, she's very oh, right. Yeah. She's very right. All right. Yeah, see, that's why if, if uh, a machine like that was like, "Oh shit, this thing's alive." They'd kill it. <laughs> I don't give a shit what be like, Benjamin can lick my, both sides of my ass. We're blowing this thing up. I don't want anybody but you. Okay, so, John. Yeah. Oh, I'm first? You're first. Yes. All right, well. <clears throat> Yay, nay, maybe? We're going to get there. My favorite character is Johnny Five, naturally. My least favorite character is the computer crook. So not the, the guy who, the crook who wielded the axe. I'm okay. not sure what his name was. Because he was always like, oh, we should, artificial intelligence is really important, and he does nothing to help. And a couple of times he looks timid like he doesn't want to beat him up, but then in the end he just goes along. Right. Don't yeah, like Yeah, fuck him. that guy. Um, my favorite line, I know Elaine was curious about this, is, Oscar, you will not get away. I am really pissed off. <laughs> and the reason is because me and my cousin used to say this to each other all the time. Okay. Because it was really, it's a classic line. There's a lot of really good I'm lines. I'm sad because I thought we'd all have the same favorite line. She thought it was going to be, you're going to see. Um, <laughs> my favorite scene. Wow. That, 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 I still, I've had, like, I have two in my mind that I really, I still can't be like. <laughs> Just tell us what they're both are. It's a tie between. No, I'm going to, I'm nailing it down now. My favorite scene. Is gonna it's gonna surprise you, but it's actually when um the Cyrano de Bergerac scene where he's with the cat and doing the thing uh -huh. and she's and he's like and he says something in Spanish about like, like my mother sleeps with my dog. <laughs> <laughs> that whole scene there. And then he tries to play it off like this is like, the Indian well, expression in my about country, Spanish. It doesn't mean that you sleep with your dog. It means you sleep with people who are like dogs. It's like <laughs> good save. <laughs> That's what. But right. that whole scene to me is just the funniest because. Uh, He's just fucking drowning. And John doesn't watch this last night, and I can hear him downstairs laughing. Yeah, so, all right. So, yay, nay, maybe. I'm going to say maybe. Maybe. Oh, because here's why. Because if you're going into this for the first time, you're going to be like, this isn't that good. But if you've seen this before, <laughs> if you've seen this before and you have the rose-colored glasses, go back and watch it again. Because you'll enjoy this shit. But if you've never seen it before, you're not going to really I don't know. It. Okay. It's totally, it's a, it's a time all piece. Right, John says it maybe. only does, it... It was very 80s, and it, it works there. I don't think it'll translate till now. And evidence of that is... <gasps> He's looking at me. <laughs> it's not my go. <laughs> All right. Who's next? All right. If you I think we should... No, no, no. We're going to save Carly for last. Go ahead, Tony. <laughs> All right. Uh, favorite character. Let's see. There was so many. Oscar? Of the three. Um, <laughs> Johnny Five. Nice. Most unfavorite character is uh, Fred. You don't like Durf? No, he's a piece of shit. <laughs> um, 
Favorite scene? I it's silly, but I like when he had the books because Frankenstein's probably my top three favorite books, and that was the one he picked up. That was cool. Favorite line is obviously Los Lobos kicks your mom. Really? Yeah. I thought that was cool. Lobos kick your I, I used to ass. say that all Lobos the fucking time. Lobos kick your balls. Because you said kick your balls. No, it's basically yeah. It was yeah. funny. Like that's funny. All right, I will go and. I have to say, I don't think you really need to see this movie. <laughs> I think, wow, you went a nay. I went a nay, because I think... Wow! <laughs> i watching it again. I think a lot of the reason that I liked it before was nostalgia. And mm-hmm. I don't really know... I don't really think there's a lot going on with this movie that you really need to see it for. And I and I did like the first one better, I'm sorry. Wow. <laughs> All right. Elaine, Elaine kicks like, oh, your ass. Geez, Elaine kicks your face. Elaine kicks your balls in outer space. Oh. Go ahead, Carly. I like Tony. Let's not kick him to outer space. <laughs> All right. All right. So. <laughs> All Keep right. his balls where they are. Yeah. My favorite scene was when the Los Lobos guys are waiting for him to steal the car stereos and like the car alarm goes off and they all look scared and are they going to run and is he going to be successful and then he comes up behind them and he has just <laughs> arm, arm loads of stereos. He has yep. track tape players in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which also reminded me about car stereos back then. Whew. Hmm. Um, and my favorite line was when he said when he got home that day I was tricked flim flammed and hornswoggled that's a good line flim flammed I, I say flim flammed sometimes that's a legal definition I, of being tricked is flim didn't flammed. you once get to arrest somebody for a flim flam I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> I'm pretty sure you did I, I, I play the jazz triangle in a band that's true that's, that's my, it's pretty good know, you don't arrest people if you play the jazz triangle in a band all right. Like, I'm fucking awesome. And my favorite character was also Johnny Five. And I think that's going to be unanimous. My least favorite character was also Fred. Mm-hmm. I didn't like I mean, he kind of redeemed himself at the end, but the whole movie, I was just like, yeah, oh, this trash. guy. And he's a piece of shit at the end, too. poor Ben character got himself wrapped up with this piece of shit. Like, <laughs> All right. Here it is. Maybe. I, I got to say, John called it. Having never seen this movie before, the whole time I was like, this is absolutely ridiculous. But... <laughs> <laughs> Yay, nay, may, bay? I can't give it a yay. That's a nay. If you what what is before, that, a may, bay, or a nay? It's a nay. <laughs> she, never we all knew before. it was a nay. Elaine's like, say the words. She has to say the words. Say right. the words or it doesn't count. No. All right. Sorry. Wow. Elaine? <laughs> Elaine loves it. So. My favorite line is Los Lobos. Kick your ass. Los Lobos, kick your face. She thought that Los was going to be unanimous. Kick your balls it was hilarious. That's fucking hilarious. My Maybe favorite if I had character. seen it before, but since I hadn't, I was like, that's a really stupid theme song. <laughs> if you were eight, eight you, little, you saw you this yeah. all the time. Yeah, if you were I'm eight, you would little. love that shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, my favorite character is Johnny Five. My least hey, favorite pick character. The same character. My least favorite character is the other thug who's just like killed the <laughs> robot. <laughs> okay. He just seemed like He's like, well, we'll just kick him out. Like, he just was not deviating from plan A, and he was just dumb. All right, I'll, I'll um, allow it. Why not? My favorite scene is when they're in the bookstore. <laughs> and reading, they want to take your books away. So you can't see it's um, a shock. It's all over my head. <laughs> I just thought it was great. Um, so I think that this movie is... I know that it's Why are you not a slow movie. Again? I know it's... The reason I think that people should see this movie is because it's fun. Like, this is not a great movie. This is not a movie that you're going to be like, oh my god, it blows my mind. But a lot of people never bother to see this movie because they saw the first one and it was underwhelming. (laughs) And this is 
there's something that happens with sequels where sequels go either usually go one of two ways. Either they're so bad and you're like, why did they think that this was going to be as good as the first? Or they're so good that people are like, oh, I hope this continues on forever. And then you get five or six or seven movies. Like Transformers. Pirates of the Caribbean. Now they don't just do a sequel, they do a third, a fourth, a fifth, it goes on and on. But there are a lot of weird... Mm -hmm. There's a lot of weird... And now they try so hard to make it like the first movie... But they didn't used to do that. In the 80s, usually the sequel had nothing to do with the original. And you would get... It's true. Like, the first movie is like a science fiction kind of drama. There's comedy bits. And there's romance bits. But it's more of a science fiction kind of adventure. This movie is a straight comedy. I don't know where she's going with this. (laughs) It's just a complete 180 from what the first movie was. And a lot of... Let's say 270. (laughs) And it's worth a look. It's something fun. If you want to watch a movie with your kids, this is a movie you can watch with your kids. That's true. This and they'd be like, these robots suck. <laughs> <laughs> they don't really make good family comedies anymore that, that aren't cartoon also, movies. True. And that this is, is a good live-action family movie. I think it's worth a look. If you've never seen it or maybe you saw the first one but you never gave this a chance, maybe go back. <laughs> yes, if you gone 30 years without seeing I will say I have very much enjoyed discussing this movie <laughs> I often look for I often make my kids watch things with me that I remember as a kid liking mm-hmm. a lot and this is a good fun one that you can watch with your kids alright well, especially because so, there's no sex no cursing no you know no even the love well, story is like really with Transformers they're ripping each other's face off and calling each other dick suckers and you're just we like have, whoa and there's no like the the insults and stuff are all just like funny insults yeah. that for the most is like dirtbag and bozo that your kids could say and it wouldn't matter. That's a good point. So we have uh, listener Ben. Hey Ben. Yes. Um, he told us last week he had his wife listening. They okay. have a son. Oh yeah. <laughs> so now we can say hey Nicole maybe you can watch this movie with Johnny. Oh my god his name is Johnny yeah. too. <laughs> well I thought that's why you were saying it. But, no I yeah. wasn't. Who's Johnny so she said. <laughs> That was the first movie. That was the first movie. So we were talking about Ben in the movie, and somebody brought up somebody named Nicole. So we have Ben and Johnny. I was making Ben and Nicole, and then there's Johnny. It's too bad her name is not Sandy and or Stephanie. (laughs) Or Durf. We really. We'll pay you a dollar if you change your name to Durf. That's not going to happen. Anyway. All right, anyway, so what do we got next here? I think here? that right, so wraps us up. That'll wrap us up for uh, Short Circuit 2. Wow, I, I'm really surprised. I thought that was going to go the other way. Well, so. maybe you should have given it a yay, Ben. I couldn't give it a yay in good conscience. I gave it what it <laughs> deserves a maybe. Carly, what's next? I would like you to look at our Facebook page. Facebook.com slash The Underappreciated Movie Podcast. You will see there that we periodically post things. Sounds like it's going to storm for our cookout. Uh, <laughs> uh, you can also find on there a link to our Instagram page, Unmovie Podcast Dogs. We also have a Twitter, at Unmovie Podcast. And you can email us, unmoviepodcast at gmail.com. We really enjoy it when you like our tracks on SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much, Linda. Hi, Linda. Comment, review, subscribe. Let us know what you think about this and every movie we have done. We'd love to hear your feedback. Yeah, if you have suggestions, um, Carly will do them, but I'll think about it. (laughs) (laughs) Next week, tune in. It's my pick. Yeah, John's pick. Oh, I pick 1995's Hidden Gem, Desperado, starring the great Antonio Medeiros. 
So am I. Mm-hmm. No, that has nothing to do with that song. Um, <laughs> but I really like that song. <laughs> okay, we'll get to that next week. Will All right, we? anybody? Promises, promises. I don't know, but we can't wrap up this week because you're still talking. <laughs> anybody else got anything? Again, nope. I'm gonna flip you the double <laughs> chrome crab <laughs> input eater. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for uh, sitting with us, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>